0: Welcome to the Scandinavian Mind podcast, our weekly show about how technology is changing the creative industries. Today on the program, Inside Stockholm Beauty Week. Last Tuesday, the biannual beauty event for industry and consumers was held at the Bans Hotel in Stockholm. We were there and today we will share our impressions as well as hear from some of the participants, including Benjamin Liljebrad. Product manager at Gilda Lilleblad, Ranjit Ravachandran, founder of Ayla Cure and his colleague Petter Sivler, and Carl Helgeson, CEO of Rankon Mason. My name is Konrad Olsson, editor in chief and founder of Scandinavian Mind, and I'm here with my dear colleague. Our senior editor and resident beauty expert, Yuan Magnusson. How are you, Yuan?
1: I'm good. I'm a bit uh, exhausted after this week, I have to say. It was uh, intense. It was seven hours there at uh, the venue and um, a lot of impressions and um, great networking and a lot of new stuff.
0: Well, you are a, a senior citizen at these events. You know them uh, in and out, and you know all the people there. I was uh, mainly uh, joining as a, as a spectator, but I, I, I got to say for the, for the few hours I was there, I was also exhausted. It was very intense, very very crammed. Uh, there were a lot of brands, a lot of industry insiders uh, present at this event, uh, but uh, also a jolt of, of energy. What was your impressions uh, uh, overall?
1: It was uh, crowded, I have to say, and uh, it doesn't matter what venue they're at. This is their 11th year running, and uh, it's a very popular event. Uh, so their, 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 their reputation has grown over the years. So mm. uh, we also see people coming from outside of Stockholm to, to join. Uh, regarding the event, um, I was uh, as always, uh, th- they had 80 exhibitors, and as always, it was a great mix. So you don't have to experience uh, 80, eight, all, all 80 of them. Uh, but you also need to take the opportunity of course to to network uh, it's not only to see the new brands or new technologies or revisit uh, familiar brands but also to yeah meet up with uh, industry insiders trade organisations uh, media also media from other countries and yeah
0: well, speaking of trade organizations, I know we we met uh, a few of them uh, representatives from the Swedish Cosmetics, Toiletries, and Detergents Association. I love that name, uh, as well as the Swedish National Organization for Skins Therapists. So there are a few of these organizations uh, present. They have a little bit of a different take or, or different role to play. Um, can you give us a, a any kind of overview sense of of what's happening in the industry after talking to these uh, the the representatives?
1: Uh, the main word for them, I think, or the main theme that they're working on right now uh, as uh, for the last few years is, of course, legislation. And mm-hmm. both uh, nationally uh, to, to uh, do lobbying for politicians uh, in order to, for instance, um, uh, raise the value of uh, uh, being a skin therapist, for instance. But it can also be about the EU level so that um, our national regulation matches with um, other countries. And uh, we also had uh similar trade organizations from other countries and for them it was a great um opportunity to network on site as well so uh, yeah they have a completely different perspective uh, and of course uh, mainly legislation and that's why it's interesting to hear their perspective and mm-hmm. i think we will get back to them because uh, it's an important part of the industry they often they often hear about uh coming technologies or science uh, uh Long ahead of uh, what, when we write about it, or our media colleagues write about it, because mm. they're quite into, of course, science and um, yeah, the new uh, new technologies.
0: I think there's a there's kind of like a disconnect or or an interesting um, polarization going on. I think in in the beauty industry where it's kind of it's it's regulated from a kind of a chemical point of view. Um, it's, it's you know I was fascinated to hear. Uh, from from representatives from the Swedish Cosmetics, Toiletries, and Detergents Association, that they are are sitting in the same uh, uh, office as the guys uh, working with you know spray cans and and uh, you know and other trade organizations working with you know chemicals and and you know uh, the painting industry and so forth. So it's very sort of serious business in that sense on the other side the, the beauty industry and uh, Helene westby the ceo of the the swedish national organization for skin therapists she pointed this out that the skin the the, the beauty industry is fairly new industry uh, after all i mean it's it's really grown big the past you know maybe 15 or 20 years or so and that's why they're calling for kind of raising the bar in terms of who can be called a skin therapist, for instance. And that's not really regulated as much uh, today. I, I find that sort of uh, uh, very fascinating.
1: Yeah, completely agree. Uh, that's why it's so interesting to speak to them.
0: But of course, we were also there to talk to several of the brands. that You mentioned 80 brands present before we go into the interviews. Uh, can you paint a picture of... Uh, who's exhibiting at uh, uh, Stockholm Beauty Week. It's quite a, a diverse mix of types of brands, ranging from skincare and makeup and so forth.
1: Yeah, and the, the, um, the visitors, um, it, there are so many visitors. So, of course, uh, the, they don't have uh, just a beauty interest. So they might be interesting in uh, interested in, say, uh, yoga dresses. So we have uh, yoga wear exhibitors uh, present. And, uh, um, yeah, many different kinds of exhibitors. But in general, uh, it's a focus on beauty, of course. Uh, a lot of treatments. Um, uh, salon treatments uh, that you can uh, uh, that you were able to try on site, and um, what's specific is also or what what, what's, what what makes this event stands out is of course uh, it get it uh, it's a huge uh, meeting point. So as mentioned, we have the trade organizations, we have media, but you also have students like skin mm. therapist students. When you were there, we we saw almost an entire room filled with uh, 20-something um, about to be uh, skin therapists. Um, yeah, it was and, crazy. <laughs> yeah, and they're, of course, buying a lot of stuff. So we, you see all the exhibitors with uh, special offers only for the day. But in general, as mentioned, uh, a beauty focus. Uh, it's a great way for foreign brands uh, to launch on the Swedish market because uh, they get uh, great visibility from the media and, uh, and consumers. And uh, it's also fun uh, to see, which we will hear later on in the interviews, that it's uh, also an opportunity for new brands and new technologies. Uh, that it's not only like the bigger brands and bigger players uh, present.
2: Mm.
0: Well, just a note to, to touch on on the kind of international side of the event. And you you've been visiting many of these events in in the past. You know, I I saw representatives from from Finnish brands, uh, uh, people from Norway. How how international is this event? Would you say?
1: around um ten uh, foreign uh, brands um, for for uh, foreign countries represented and that's uh, quite average for this event hmm. so hmm. from ten different countries
0: all right, so let's get into it. Our first interview is with Benjamin Liljeblad. He's the production manager of Gilda Liljeblad. Can you set this up for us, want Why are we talking to, to Gilda Liljeblad? I think that was a very interesting story.
1: Yeah, it, they're a frontrunner, to say the least. Uh, it's founded by uh, the Sweden's, I think, biggest uh, school for skin, skin therapists. So this is their yeah. own line. And uh, it, it's been around for, I don't know, uh, yeah, many many years, and uh, they re- revamped the brand uh, with new packaging and uh, uh, renovated formulations. I think three years ago, uh, and uh, they they are science backed and um, they, they're quite uh, you know reliable. Uh, when you speak to them, they don't uh, they don't uh, launch products just for the product being launched, and uh, science backed and um, great ingredients, great formulations. And I've tried the products and uh, they work very well.
0: All right, let's get into it. Here now, Benjamin Liljeblad, of Gilda
1: Liljeblad. You've been around as a brand since the 80s and you had a re-wamp uh, a few years ago. So what's the brand today?
2: So essentially, yeah, we've been around since the 80s and we've been in a few different uh, um ways over the year but we were always getting a lot of really positive feedback on how the products were performing on the skin but sometimes people thought that the packaging was a little bit uh, let's say let's call it basic or less attractive so to say and we had an opportunity to redo the whole range uh, about three years ago and uh, we launched it as Gilda Liljeblad with a lot of the same formulations actually as previously. One of our original products has actually been with us since 1988. So it's been around for a while and still actually our biggest seller. And we launched some new products as well to go with that to make sure that we had a complete range that really delivered key results for skin health.
1: You mentioned it before how you want to stand out as a brand with yeah. Uh, yeah, using science backed uh, results for the end consumer.
2: Exactly, because I mean at the end of the day we we're, we all fall to this as consumers that we can pick up a product and if the packaging is beautiful and the texture is lovely and it smells amazing when you put it on the back of your hand you can definitely buy this product. But you're not gonna repurchase that product if it doesn't make any sort of difference in how your skin is behaving or helps to regulate certain functions or normalize them, if you will. And that's why it's so essential for us that the products that we produce, that they actually deliver a result. And we come from a skin therapist or an aesthetician background. So this is a vital component to who we are as a brand. And that's also, for example, when you today, Joanne, asked me if we, had any news we only bring out new products to the market if we really have something that we think is outstanding and that really sets itself apart from the competition and that means that some years we don't have news uh, even though it may be great to have something new to talk about but then we focus on back to the core like how what does your skin need it needs these vitamins it needs this hydration it needs to prevent moisture loss from the skin you need antioxidants for protection and of course you need sun protection as well
1: and um you have such a good um uh, you're such good with the ingredients and uh, how it acts on the skin but uh, we we all have the trendy ingredients now can you share anything on what we will see next year
2: yes i think moving forward it will and i mean we've seen this trend for a few years like active ingredients that have science to back them up has become really popular when i trained to be an esthetician in 2009, everything was about natural and organic. And I mean, that's still very much a uh, much a thing within the beauty sphere. But now people understand that, okay, it's not whether it's natural or whether it's synthetically produced that matters. It's actually how the molecule functions within the skin. So consumers are getting really, really savvy. So we've been talking a lot about the actives, like your niacinamide, your vitamin A, your vitamin E's, your retinols, et cetera. And we're, uh, what we see now is that people are talking more and more about how to care for the barrier of the skin, how to support the functions within the skin. So we notice a big change that people are interested in, like the more niche ingredients, like the specific peptides, for example, or all the anti-inflammatory botanicals that help to support the structure of the skin and help to reduce inflammation. And I mean, when we have less inflammation in the skin, it tends to be more uniform in color. So that's really what we see it going towards.
1: How is it today here at the event and why is it important for you to be here?
2: So for us it's a great opportunity to meet a lot of consumers that may not naturally go and visit our salons or our resellers. And it's a great opportunity for us to speak with them about our products and to offer them to learn more about who we are and that's really the main reason why we're here. It's a great bus, there's so much people, and it's really high and low, like it's people who are really into specific type of beauty products, you got your, um, people are really into nails, You are loads of people with tan, but also all of these people who like a more natural, uh, less dramatic approach to beauty, let's say. All right, that was Benjamin
0: Liljeblad, product manager at Gilda Liljeblad. Our second interview is with uh, brand Alacure. I think this is uh, very fascinating, uh, you know, on the tech side. Uh, you're speaking with Ranjit and Petter. Uh, talk about why this is so interesting, want
1: uh, I mentioned um, uh, there's room at this event for new brands and new te- technologies. This is a brand mm-hmm. new brand and um, it Uh, It derives from uh, studies at uh, a university in Sweden, and uh, it's focusing on uh, bond-building. So um, around 10 years ago, uh, we saw the the breakthrough for the bond-building technology uh, thanks to Olaplex. Yeah, when you've bleached your hair, for instance, which is very popular here in the Nordic region, it's a great thing to to add after uh, for the damaged hair, and um, it was a great conversation.
0: All right. Here now, Ranit and Petter from E Cure.
1: What's the story behind the, the first and the second project? Product. It's uh, from based uh, university studies.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it was actually me and my colleague Morten. We uh, we were working with medicine and we started a medical company. Ranit was still doing his uh, PhD. And he came back when he only had a few months left on his PhD and he said that he wants to start a medical company. And I said, please don't. It's so, so much struggle to get out on the market. And with your knowledge, there is so much you can do within cosmetics.
4: Correct. And then like, uh, we, we have been iterating different ideas about like what's the best thing that we can do for hair with, the, with my studies in my PhD and also like uh, what's the best way to you know, like, uh, treat the hair in a better way. And then we stumbled, tum- stumbled
3: upon different products in the market and then we thought we could do better. I, 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 I think it's an understatement to say that you stumble on different things. We were actually racing up because Renit have a doctor's degree on linking biological molecules to each other. And I was asking him, can't you use uh, your, uh, your knowledge Uh, to link protein permanently to hair. And he was like, well, that's super simple. And I was like, what did you tell me? And he was like, it's super simple. Uh, And and then we went to the lab and I think two days later we had the first prototype that we were trying on my fiance's hair. And uh, she has been addicted to it since then.
1: Your first and best customer.
3: We all uh, know
1: about Olaplex and it's a huge uh, consumer demand for bond building. But uh, how do you stand out?
4: I mean, we stand out in so many different ways from, from Olaplex. First of, first of all, like we have a treatment that's very, very fast. There is no waiting time in our treatment. And secondly, like we have a product that has like more than 20 binding points per molecule. Uh, so like Olaplex has like two binding points. So and, and and also like in a way like the way it's been treated to the hair as well, the way it links to the hair, the way like how it's been going into the hair. First of all, I mean like we have a very, very natural based molecule, based on protein, which is different from what Olaplex has and also like uh, so from from basic perspective to treatment perspective we are a whole new different style of bond building when compared to Olaplex.
3: I I would like to add that the two main things I would say is one that our molecules will behave a lot more like hair when it's inside the hair and the second thing is that Olaplex molecule it reacts to damages to the hair directly in contact Uh, And our reacts first when you use the brush, so it can really go into the damages inside the hair and first when you go with the brush over it will actually permanently link to the hair. So we get a much more controlled reaction. Uh, So so we have got very positive feedback uh, from our customers, especially because of that. The
1: first product you launched was a brush and now uh, in a month or so we will see a spray launching. And yeah, what's the reason for the new launch and how do they work together?
3: So, we we had from the beginning a product that you had to mix yourself, so it was the brush in combination with the protein powder that you had to mix with the activator and water, Uh, and we knew from the beginning that it would be a lot better if it's something that you can just take from the shelf and use directly on your hair, but it was extremely hard uh, to to manage to get the good formulation that actually works, and uh, we managed that now, and we are very pleased with the results. Also to add on that, I mean, like for example, we have
4: been we have been using natural molecule since the beginning, and uh, using natural molecule also comes with some advantages and some disadvantages. And uh, I mean, after being I, we have been researching for a number of years to come with natural molecule that doesn't smell by, by storing for longer time, and also like to to solve the issue, you know, like uh, that easy to use, pretty much.
1: You've also received uh, investment from uh, Lico, and you've teamed up with them as a retailer you're going into South Korea, what what are your plans? So
3: our plans is to be able to reach out to all the girls and women around the world and boys and guys for for that part also that have issues with their hair or that just want to get better hair quality. So we are going hard worldwide right now.
4: Yeah, And uh, the plan is like in Sweden, Norway and Finland, we're going live with the uh, in uh, August and uh, in korea we are looking forward to, i mean we, we have a local partner right now signed up already and uh, we are looking forward to getting hyundai based department stores uh, as a resellers for us in uh, south korea as soon as possible
1: lastly um, the future of bond building what, what, what are the next steps here will it continue to be as popular and uh, important for the industry
3: yeah I, I i would say that always when you have products that are protected by patents you will have a few a few companies that will be dominating the scene and I think that the concept of actually having something that repairs the hair and not only temporary cover damages is, is the future uh, but I think the scene will be kind of blocked for a few years on, with companies like us and Olaplex and, and, Ulaplex and uh, K18 uh, but, but I, I really think that the more uh, the, the more organic molecules will take a bigger, bigger place. And I think that's what gives the customers the best results also.
4: I mean, of course, the, the, the hair industry is not going to compromise anywhere. People are still going to bleach their hair, still going to color their hair. Still, there are like lots of environmental factors that affects the hair quality and so on. So as long as I mean, we have these uh, situations around us, I mean, bond uh, building is important and uh, air cures is very also very important as well.
1: Yeah, you mentioned uh, organic. Is it more in uh, more tricky to um, trickier to use uh, organic uh, ingredients in bond building?
3: Uh, I I would say not. Uh, of course, a synthetic thing is very cheap to produce. So if you look on a synthetic molecule, first, like Ranit says, they have limited binding points. So if you look on Olaplex, you have two points where the molecule can bind to damages, uh, and since we have over twenty points, we can get a stronger bind to the hair structure. So, so that's a big benefit. And the second thing is that by using organic molecules, the, it will act more like hair and you don't, you don't have the risk of getting a bristle hair over time, which some people complain about.
4: Yeah, I mean, uh, for example, hair is a protein and it's a and it's natural molecule. And where Aerocure stands is like, we have a natural uh, molecule, like a protein, to repair a protein in the hair. So uh, that's where we stand. All
0: right, that was Ranit and Petter from Ela Cure and now on to uh our last interview. Uh, it's a bit of a longer one. Um I should note also that you did actually interview uh women at this show but we had some issues with the recording. So so those interviews I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, we realized just when we were recording this uh, intro now that that uh, uh there was some trouble with those recordings. It's, but so it's it's a guys only yeah, beauty a, podcast yeah, this week.
1: Yeah. A sign of the times.
0: <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, anyways, but we have some uh, great talks. Uh, the last one with Carl Helgeson is the CEO of Rancorn Amazon. Um, uh, describe Rancona for, for the listeners.
1: He was one of uh, many speakers at the event, which we haven't mentioned. So um, it's uh, a- also a talks program, which we at Scandinavian Mind uh, likes quite a lot. So I mm-hmm. attended several different talks. He was one of them. Uh, he's been working with Amazon uh, for over a decade. He's one of the most sought-after experts for Amazon, and he's the founder of uh, Rankon Amazon. Uh, I mean, Rankona <laughs>
0: Okay, I get it. Yeah, but he has
1: great <laughs> contact with Amazon, so uh, and uh, it's it's uh, everything is uh, in order.
0: I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, catch that. I'm sorry. Rank on Amazon, of course. Rank on Amazon, okay.
1: Yeah, and um, yeah, he spoke about uh, business opportunities, of course, for many different industries and the beauty industry uh, in particular. Uh, when it comes to Amazon and the dos and don'ts and uh, strategies, uh, if you're not yet present. We, of course, saw Amazon launch the other year in Sweden and uh, then, of Mm. course, also the Nordic region through Sweden. And um, it's quite an opportunity. And uh, he shares quite uh, interesting numbers, um, which makes me uh, way more, um, I don't know, curious. I wouldn't say optimistic, but because Amazon is a huge problem when it comes to the environment and such. But uh, yeah, curious about uh, business opportunities for Amazon
0: was well, a great opportunity for us to dive into sort of beauty retail and something we will come back to for sure especially in our upcoming beauty innovations newsletter. So here now Carl Helgeson, CEO of Rank on Amazon.
1: You just took the stage here at uh, Stockholm Beauty Week. What, what did you talk about?
5: Today I talked about how you succeed on Amazon, uh, a short Amazon crash course, and also from the beauty brand's perspective. Uh, what's the do's and don'ts when it comes to selling your beauty product
1: on Amazon and uh, which are they and uh, what, what are your key takeaways from being on stage
5: so the key takeaways I would say is, is number one is to do Amazon the Amazon way there is so many brands today that treat Amazon like just any other sales channel or, or, or you know platform or marketplace Amazon is unique so you need, really need to adapt so that, that's number one Number two is your position. You have to rank on Amazon. Hence our company name: rank on Amazon, rank on Amazon. And the reason for that is today from all the purchases on Amazon, 80% comes from a product related search. And especially the big brands are missing out on this because nowadays for the Amazon customer, the brand is not as important anymore. But if I want to buy vitamin C serum and I want to buy it from Estee Lauder, for example, I won't write, I will not write Estee Lauder, I will write Vitamin C Serum. So if Estee Lauder doesn't show up on page one or maybe page two or maybe page three, they won't sell. The majority will buy something else. So, ranking on your main keywords and working with the SEO is super important. Uh, so, I will say that and the third, let me see a, a third one is the inventory. Make sure if you sell on Amazon and you sell well, don't sell out. I see so many selling well and then they sell out and it takes months for them to restock and they can't take, they can't take um, back their, their lost position because you drop in rank when you sell out. On the other hand, you don't want to sit on, with too much products in stock because after 365 days, you get a pretty hefty f- uh, f- uh, penalty, e- economical penalty from Amazon called long-term storage fees and that can heavily you know affect you in, in a negative way from from a financial standpoint so that would say is, is my three of all everything i talked about the three most important ones
1: is the beauty industry better or worse uh, on amazon compared to similar industries and you, you also shared some uh, interesting numbers on uh, market share for uh, amazon in the u.s for the beauty industry what can you say
5: yeah, so, so Amazon today in general have more than 50% of all e-commerce sales online. I mean, they take so, so you can say like this, for every dollar spent online in the US, 50 cent comes from Amazon directly. The same number in Germany is about 40, 45%. In UK, it's 30 to 35%. Of course, it's the same within the beauty industry. And Bloomberg released a number from 2022 that Amazon has more than 36% of all beauty products sold globally comes from Amazon. So it's, if you sell beauty products today and you want to sell internationally, you have to be on Amazon because that's where the customers are and looking and, and buy.
1: Is that share for online or in total? Sorry, that's for online. Online, yes. If uh, yeah, we, we've seen the launch of uh, Amazon uh, in Sweden, and uh, then hence the Nordics. Uh, how has it been since the launch? We haven't heard that much about them, or
5: no? So Amazon does it, it for them. It's a marathon, it's not a sprint. So <coughs> it's interesting. I mean, I don't think Amazon has spent one single dollar or Swedish crown uh, on marketing the marketplace on in Sweden. However. As you probably remember and everybody does <clears throat> all their weird translation in the beginning of course gave them tons of pr i know that amazon sweden is very satisfied with the results so far if you look on the amount of visits on amazon nowadays it's between 11 and 17 million visits on amazon per month on amazon sweden so it's, it's definitely growing i would say It's not close to of course the other marketplaces where amazon is more established since many many years like amazon germany or france for example so my advice is always for everybody if you start selling on amazon start on amazon sweden because it's very easy to get on page one for the most important keywords and since amazon is growing every day you will be top on the mountain when amazon really takes off in sweden but the big money on amazon if you want to sell is of course on the other amazon marketplaces like USA, UK, Germany, Spain, you know, wherever outside Sweden.
1: Can you share any Amazon trends for 2023? What's the first that comes in your mind?
5: The first that comes in mind is Amazon's own influencers. And also they are launching, actually, I'm a little bit dizzy here after all my pollen medicine, but so I don't have it in my head, but Amazon has launched a new variant of TikTok almost where Amazon influencers is showing products and you can buy directly from the live videos or, or from the videos. So that's probably the, the biggest growing trend on Amazon. Another growing trend on Amazon, even within the beauty industry, is that a lot of manufacturers are start seeing Amazon as an interesting sales channels. So they sell, they produce products for different brands and, and, and distributors today but they're also starting to do their own private labels to sell on Amazon to get a new revenue stream.
1: Is that big in the Nordics as well yet? Or is it mainly in the US or?
5: Uh, I would say it's coming to the Nordics. We're actually helping two manufacturers today. So one of uh, these manufacturers is selling for half a billion Swedish crowns. And 99.9% of that comes from a big Swedish uh, uh, furniture, uh, you a uh, brand as you probably know which one I talk about but they also understand if, if that brand stopped calling them they will go bankruptcy right so they they will look in different ways to get more uh, um, sales channels and it's saw Amazon so they are actually doing a, a private label of this sort of same type product to sell on globally on this big big chain they are now selling on Amazon under their own brand name which is super interesting so now they have found another way to Reuse almost the same type of product, but totally different brand name—a private label for them on Amazon
1: USA and Europe. What does this mean for other industry players when we see this development? Of course, increased competition and.
5: Yeah, I would say. I mean, increased competition is 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 of course uh, one thing, but also it also open up, of course, opportunities, because if you look today, sixty percent of all the sales on Amazon nowadays come from small unknown brands mostly private labels and and i would say well yeah, of course it's increased competition but the reason those guys are doing so well is because they do amazon right so i if, if i would be a, a brand today i would not be afraid of this competition because if i decide to do amazon right i will take a piece of the pie and and another interesting metric too is when i start selling on amazon back in 2012 almost no one succeeded on Amazon with the terms succeeded of selling more than $1 million in 12 months. So Amazon started a program back then called the $1 million seller program. And I mean, it was just a fraction of all sellers who actually sold for more than a million in 12 months. So they got invited to Amazon headquarters. So I was there for uh, many times with my my own Amazon brands because I succeeded selling for more than a million dollars in 12 months. However, they had to shut down that in, in 2018 for suddenly 10% of all Amazon sellers sold, sold for more than a million dollars. 2019, the same number was 19%. And from 2020, more than 25% of all sellers on Amazon was selling for more than a million dollars in 12 months. So yes, the competition has increased. However, the amount of sellers actually succeeding has increased as well. So, once again, if you do Amazon right, you have so great opportunities. So I, I wouldn't dare the come. I mean, I wouldn't be afraid of the competition is probably the right way to say.
1: You mentioned uh, in the beauty brand 60%. What's the reason for this number, you think, that they're so successful?
5: Amazon 36% was the Bloomberg showing the numbers.
0: Yeah.
5: Uh, I think it's because Amazon, Amazon is um, for the Amazon consumer, it's, very, it's so convenient. Um, You have also the subscribe and save program on Amazon, which means I can buy my skincare product. And I love this product. So I will just keep Amazon, sign up for 12 months or seven months or whatever. And Amazon will just ship it to me once a month. I don't even have to go in. And then of course we have the free shipping and the quick shipping. If you're living in big cities, you probably will have your product within everything from four to to maximum 48 hours, which is with Amazon. So it's convenient, it's fast, it's free shipping. If you have your products in the prime program, and all that, uh, of course, is is the foundation to Amazon's success. Another thing that makes Amazon popular is that the end consumer knows that Amazon gets my back. If there's something at least slightest wrong with my product, or I didn't like it, or whatever, Amazon, it's easy to return. Amazon gives my money back or give me a new product. So there you have the reasons why Amazon is succeeding
1: uh, so well. And you mentioned the 15% is the the, the, the share that uh, Amazon takes. Uh, yet uh, we don't see that many, or of course, many beauty brands on Amazon, but not m- as many as we might uh, expect. What's the reason for that, you think? Yeah, are they afraid of uh, the unknown? Or
5: I, I think uh, well, yeah, so, some is probably. <clears throat> I think also since Amazon launched in Sweden, a lot of Nordic companies were very, very afraid Oh, more competition. Uh, they will steal from, you know, traffic and sale from my, my own web store or from other marketplaces. But I think, number one, you shouldn't see it as competition. You should see Amazon as an a, um, extra sales channel for you, right? Uh, but I think, so, so one of the reasons, of course, some, some people are afraid. But I think the biggest reason we don't see so many Nordic brands on Amazon is because people doesn't know so much about Amazon, how you do Amazon. And I think that's the, the biggest reason we don't see so many brands on Amazon, which of course we want to help. And so, so that's what we are doing every day, helping brands to succeed on Amazon globally.
1: And uh, lastly, where's a good way to start if you're new to it?
5: So it depends how you want to do it. I mean, <clears throat> there's two ways to do it. You can do it yourself in-house. But if you do that, make sure you have the right knowledge and get the competence. Because as I said initially, Amazon is about doing Amazon right and doing it right from the beginning. So don't start Amazon without knowledge and, and try do the trial and error because it won't work and it will just damage you in the long term. So get the knowledge, I would say, education. If you don't want to do it yourself, I mean, there is a lot of good Amazon agencies. I mean, we are one of them. There is other good agencies in in, uh, in, in Sweden and the Nordics. And, and I'm happy to say that uh, we have a very friendly and co-legal uh, environment as agencies in between, so, so I, I like that. And there is a lot of good people out there ready to help you launch on Amazon.
1: Any other insights you want to share? <clears throat> uh,
5: I, I think the most important is that you actually do it. Because Amazon, I mean, I've been selling on Amazon since 2011, and there's an old saying that when is the best time to grow a tree? to plant the seed. Well, that was 100 years ago, right? When is the second best time to start growing that tree? Well, that's today. Today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so don't hesitate because Amazon is, is a train. It's already running. It's not gonna sit and wait for you. So you have to jump on and do it. The quicker you do it, the faster you can build up your position because the, the competition, as we said, are increasing. So if, if you can jump on now and start now, you will be so ahead of the people starting five months from now so that's my last tip
0: all right that was carl helgeson ceo of rankona amazon or, or rank on amazon as you can uh, read it out uh Johan, thank you so much for for sharing your uh impressions from stockholm beauty week uh, this week uh we have a kind of a beauty uh streak here at the podcast. We're going to do 3 episodes of of beauty conversations and that is of course related to the launch of our upcoming insights newsletter uh beauty innovation uh which we are launching in mid June. Uh how are you feeling you it? Now it's just a few weeks away. Uh, we're we're soon uh, going to launch this thing we've been working on for for so long.
1: It's uh, super exciting. Uh, I'm very curious to hear um, what, um, yeah, the recipients uh, will think about it, and uh, we receive a great feedback uh, now before launching it. Mm. But of course, it's a completely different thing when people take uh, take part of it.
0: Well, it's clear that the interest is high. We get a lot of uh, uh, sign-ups uh, for early access. If you, if you as a listener wanted to get early access, uh, visit scandinavianmind.com/slash. Beauty Innovation. So every week uh, from the launch mid-June, we will deliver uh, uh, trend reports, uh, news from both the world and the Nordics, as well as comment and analysis of everything Beauty Innovation. All right, this has been the Scandinavian Mind podcast with me, Conrad Olson, and Yuan Magnusson. Uh, don't forget to sign up to our regular newsletter as well. Visit ScandinavianMind.com slash newsletter not to miss out on any of uh, our upcoming content and events. And of course, uh, issue four, our print magazine, still around. Uh, go to ScandinavianMind.com and find the appropriate link to order your copy. Uh, all right, until next week. Goodbye. Bye.